Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television series. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill, and my buddy Sharpie. This season of Fargo Talks Fargo is sponsored by Fargo Brewing Company and their Wood Chipper IPA. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Tune in and find out how you can get a free trial to Audible.com because it's awesome and I like listening to books because reading is hard. Reading sucks. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> reading is great, but Audible makes it really easy to do that. And we'll talk about that later. We'll we'll get to that. So, hey, Sharpie, how you doing today? Hey, doing great. Yeah? Doing really good. Well, Very excited about the episode two. Yeah, Very I, know. I know. So much better than one, even. You think so? I think so. I mean, because we, we're now on the verge of war. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're just coming. We're we're climbing up to that mountaintop. We're getting right to the. Are like, like, are we getting to? The, I just was gonna like Guns and Roses Civil War that for a minute. <laughs> what are you gonna play it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit, it's not what that. What we have here is failure. <laughs> To communicate. God, we, we, we made it like five seconds into this podcast and it derailed into a discussion about Guns N' Roses Civil War. Those were the days, man. No, Those I, I feel like uh, this week there was, I, I you know, I, I could be right, I could be wrong, I, but man, I just, I found myself digesting a lot of background things. Uh, I felt, uh, and we, we don't have to, like, this is the hot dish, so... This is we'll, the hot dish. We'll say a little spoilers. We'll give some clues as to some things you and I are probably going to dig into. We're recording what? It's uh just just coming up on 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. 11 p.m. Um, Fargo. So the show just ended about 20 minutes ago. But uh, man, I, did, did you? I mean, and I mean, we've been texting a little during the show. I thought there was a lot of Lester Nygaard shit happening. It seemed like there was a lot of a lot. Well, there's a lot of Lester Nygaard, and there were a lot of Fargo the Motion Picture references, yeah. which I, well, I was, I was very much welcoming because I thought we were maybe going to be done with those, but we're not. They're still just as prevalent as they were in season one, which yeah. is awesome. And I don't think there's any problem with that because no, there's definitely no problem with it. I encourage it. I think it's awesome. I just thought that that they might run out of stuff to. I mean, we're talking about. Now we're you know twelve hours into a series, and they're still able to like pull little tidbits from the motion picture. Yeah, I like that. Um, so we'll we'll get deep dive on this, but uh, this week's episode was before the law, which is uh, of course part of another parable, uh, and it comes from Kafka. So feel free to brush up on that before the next one, because we'll do some discussion on that. But yeah. um, I did also catch a, a throwback to. Or a nod back to um, the Big Lebowski once or twice? Did I tell you twice? A couple of them. A couple of them, yeah. Once when they used the word Chinaman. Sorry, folks. Yep. But it was in there, you know, because Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. And then what was the other one? I sent you a The message. half and half. Oh, uh, yeah. He's drinking Brother the half Gerhardt, and- <laughs> Brother Gerhardt was drinking some of the half and half, which, as you know, is the dude's, one of the ingredients in the dude's drink of choice, the Caucasian. I, yeah. I wonder if he wrote a check for that. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I might have told this story on the Grilling Addiction podcast, but I when I was like 22, 23 years old, you know, just kind of getting into drinking, and and I loved the Big Lebowski, so I ordered Caucasians all the time. Right. I don't recommend ordering a Caucasian from an African American bartender. Probably that not. not. That does not go. Well. Oh, you did tell this story. <laughs> yeah, this story makes you sound totally douchey. not even thinking of it. Yeah. Like just just. 
ordered my favorite drink at the time. Yeah. Things didn't turn out for me too well that night. Well, I was happy to see uh, some some uh, some thought being put to your shoe because you really like you were into the shoe last week. That it yeah. was going to be. I mean, obviously, we all yeah. know that that's going to lead to something, you know. But um, here's, here's yeah, that that shoe's the keystone to yeah. all those paths converging. Yeah, I think so. So here here's what I guess I'd I'd like to, and you can feel free to shoot me down here. So I'd like to just touch on the 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 things I was just talking about, the Lester Nygaard things that just seem to be okay. like swimming around Let's in this in. whole scene. So, um, oh crap, I should have wrote her name down, but, um, Mrs. Solverson, uh, she's, she's out there playing in the snow with a young Molly and her coat is blue, like all that water. And there was, I, I didn't catch exactly what was on her coat, but there were little orange parkas of some sort on that. And I just thought, Oh, look, I said to you, I said, there's, there's a little Lester there. It absolutely had to be an uh, intentional tie into Lester because that coat is otherwise just fucking weird. Yes. I mean, it is literally little dudes with orange coats on facing away from the viewer. So they're like facing towards whoever's wearing the jacket. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, like that scene where, where Lester's running away from Molly right. at the very end of last season. And the other thing I had mentioned to you too uh, was that you know she finds the gun and Lou comes out and makes kind of a comment about how she's doing his job better than uh, <laughs> than he is and and it's very you know foreshadowing her future of, of season one you know because he you know the a, a woman doing a better job than than the man is doing and it's very similar to. Uh, Bill and Molly in season one, in my opinion. Yep. Agree, disagree? <laughs> <laughs> Agree. Okay, put the stamp on that one. But then put I the caught, I can't remember. There was a, a couple other things I Another caught. Another thing you caught was there was there were fish on the wall. In just the, the one, Blumquist. I think. Yeah, just one fish. Just like one, one on the left One weird tropical hand. fish on the, on the wall in the Blumquist home. Yeah, and it, was, and it was facing uh, the proper direction as well. Just like the poster, and then yeah. the other thing I, I mean, this might be my stretch is that um, I spoke called him Todd, <laughs> Ed Todd. Well, his name was Todd oh. in Breaking Bad. Um, Jesse Plemons' character, um, Ed Blomquist. Um, he's he's kind of in that weird position as well, though. That Lester, like, not you know, we were talking about Peggy. And Ed both being a little Lester-ish. And I thought it was the fact that his truck was orange. They're like two sides of Lester. Like yeah. Peggy is the side of Lester that is constantly making stupid decisions that bury him into trouble. And Ed is the is the side of Lester that's somehow getting out of it just just in the nick of time. Not only getting out of it, but able to bury his actual morals to get it done yeah you know for for his own benefit of whatever it is ed is currently seeking yeah um, they're definitely like a multiple personality version or like i don't even know how you what you would call that it's two people that are forming a lester for us right, right now and the other thing i thought as a slight whatever you want to call it a nod or a whatever was that the scene uh with the kc gang 
Now there's two guys, the, the twins, or whatever we want to call them. And, yeah, like um, the wider brothers. But these two are mute. Tombstone. They're not, they're, yeah, tombstone. They're not deaf, like Numbers and Wrench, but this year they're mute. And so it's almost like they're the embodiment of the two people from last year into, into three, but the two twins split that role one and one with their middle fingers. And did you catch their name as Kitchen? That's what I am. Thought. I am I hearing things, or is that? It's. We should look. We'll we'll look that up for the deep dive, the deep dish. Yeah, because heaven forbid <laughs> we just pull up IMDb right now. Well, but, it's a hot dish. We're yeah, we're cuff. not. This is. I mean, <laughs> if people think that we've done some monstrous research before we record these, they're kidding themselves. Because we don't. We just watch it, then we hit record, and then we talk about it. So it is Kitchen. Sorry, I couldn't. It help is myself. kitchen. It's okay, Gale and Wayne. God damn it! I love I love Noah Hawley's use of just <laughs> inanimate objects, kitchen. or just or just nouns well, in general for the numbers for wrench, numbers wrench, and now kitchen. kitchen. And, and kitchen is two people. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yes, um, I did like a bit of the scene as well. You know, thinking too about Molly and the women being very strong and prevalent. That uh, there's there's a showdown between mother and son about who's going to run the family business for the Fargo. Uh, I don't know what we assume soon becomes the syndicate. And we've got some great little pickups on that uh, for the deep dish later on. Yeah. Um, any any you got any little uh, things well, you're going to? Well, when we were texting out? back and forth, I immediately mentioned like I don't see how like challah bread. Oh would yeah, be in a midwestern home. Holla? at that. Well, that's that, that also <laughs> ties to that also ties back to the Holla? the you know the the show title and Germans and yeah Jewish everything. We'll get there. Did I just butcher that completely? <laughs> no, I don't know. I've always said it that way. That's how little. That's how few Jewish people I know in in Fargo. <laughs> well, yeah. So. I don't know. We'll figure. Let's find out how to say that. But that, and she just—did you see like that scene? I thought, oh, see, now I'm going deep dive. I don't want to go deep dive, but that scene over her shoulder—it's like all the bread, you know. And I just keep thinking, she's the she's the real provider. She is the provider. You know what I mean? She feeds everybody. So, but yeah, we should get around to that. It's very, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a Jewish show called out on that butchering. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a very special braided bread that's you know, um, it, it comes from this this whole thing in the Bible with like halal and we'll get there. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying. I'm just. I'm trying to like restrain restrain myself. <laughs> but I thought that was great, and I loved. You know, we're skipping all over just because this is the hot dish. I loved the scene in the typewriter store. About his his Sears coffee maker that sounded like a a fat man having a heart attack or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and that I just love great. that he's got that guy's tie in there, and then he just keeps he just keeps like typing away, slamming the thing. <laughs> look how young, look how old we are. We just slamming the thing, whatever that thing is on a typewriter that advances the the paper, the feed. I don't know. I just there was there's a lot to. I think there's going to be a lot to unpack from this episode. So many good things. We've and got nobody the, died. The classic wood chipper reference that was awesome. Oh, the foot. I, 
the foot in the grinder. That was great. Oh, and um, I called it. I said, this gal's going to get all lesbian friends with uh, with Peggy. Sure enough, she reached out and touched the hair. She touched did. The, she touched, did the touched the hair the with hair. the freaky, like, borderline back of hand. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of gnarly. Yeah, it's um, gonna be something though. We had no bo- no deaths, no body count, zero body count, which we anticipated um, after predictions last week. Which Did we? Good. Is that what we said? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Got to quit drinking that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it. I think I'm pretty sure we said it. You're usually right um, about stuff. I'm just here. That's not true. I'm just here to push the Especially record. when it comes to Jewish pronunciations. I, I don't know if I have that right. Maybe I just want to say holla. <laughs> and then um, the one hour ahead of the Posse song that was playing while Ed was taking care of Rye, Rye Gerhardt, that was great. So I anticipate that being a reference to us seeing Ed converge with a Posse of some sort. Anything, the next episode. anything to be said for the fact that rye is also a type of bread? <laughs> <laughs> this is my new thing, not the number six. All the, <laughs> the bread. I need to know what's up with the bread. He's going to make a fine uh, pate, a loaf oh, of pate. Yes. It's going to be so much. rye. It's like this is our special. It's a rye pate. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Oh. Okay, so let's uh, let's make a quick before we before we do that. Let's just plug our two sponsors. FargoBrewing.com is where you need to go to find out about Fargo Brewing Company, based in Fargo, North Dakota. Here, they have all sorts <laughs> of wonderful craft beer, and their Wood Chipper IPA is our big thing that we always help push. So, and I can't think of a finer time than this episode to to think about a wood chipper and grinding up somebody's foot. Hot dang. Doesn't that make you want to drink yourself a cold, frosty IPA? (laughs) But either way, you should do that. That's our goal. Like right now, we've got a couple things coming from Fargo Brewing that we can tell you about a little later. But right now, the best thing you can do is just try slam their website with some traffic. And they'll be like, look at that bump. Look what Bill and Sharpie did. High five. Here, look. Boom. Just high fived myself because Sharpie's in Colorado. Please go to FargoBrewing.com and check them out. Um, yeah. The other sponsor that we Sharpie have. since Sharpie makes their website. Yeah. Then they'll then I can be like, look at all this traffic you're getting. You should spend more money on your website. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So each week too, a couple times a week, if you go to audibletrial.com slash FargoTalksFargo and you don't already have an Audible account, and if you do totally take this book recommendation and run with it. If you don't, you need to sign up. And when you sign up, you will get a free audible.com book to keep, even if you don't continue after your trial. It's yours. So my recommendation is I'm going to move away a little bit from the geek stuff. And um, I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan. And I think that reading bitch. his books... Do I keep stealing your picks? <laughs> I... I I think reading his stuff is We are not talking fun. to each other about books anymore because all of our books end up just being the same. Really? <laughs> Continue. Well, I've got I've got a couple other ones picked out. So maybe here's the deal, Sharpie. I'll tell you what. We'll 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 compile a list so nobody's stepping on anybody's stuff. Um but I'll say this. Hearing Anthony Bourdain, I mean if you've ever watched No Reservation, um or any of his other TV shows, The Layover, 
you're, seriously, when I die, I told my wife not long ago that I want Anthony Bourdain to read my obituary at my funeral that at least three people will attend. But you need that to go man. out and get Kitchen Confidential. And it's a it's an older book of his, but it is so awesome to hear about how he cut his teeth and got to where he is and all the stuff that went on and all the places he worked in the background. So Look, like I mean, there's, food, yeah. there's a good chance... You've already read Kitchen Confidential. It's been out forever, mm-hmm. and it's very popular. And it's a quick read, and I'm sure you've read it before. And if if you have, even if you have, it's worth listening to the audiobook. Right. It's worth listening to him read it. Yes. Because it it just comes across just miles differently. Nobody than- says the word mise en place like he does. But yeah, this the release date on that is like. 2001 and it's eight hours so if you're a commuter which is why audible's great uh go get that and check it out he's got other books but start there if you haven't done it or if you've already read it go check out kitchen confidential adventures in the culinary underbelly so there you go there's our two plugs for fargo brewing company and audible.com so go to audibletrial.com slash fargo talks fargo and if you sign up you'll be totally helping out the show otherwise go to fargo brewing as well so sharpie we made yep. it through without a death. You got any, do you, we don't have to go super crazy on this, but I, you'd mentioned something that you think some of the, a couple of those things have to come to a head by the next episode because we're already in episode three, right? So, cause sure. Tell, tell me real quick about that. Cause you said you think the shoe and the Kansas city crew and those guys are going to, and Ed are going to have to meet up mighty quick. Well, I think Ed's going to have to meet up with a posse of some sort, and mm-hmm. that posse will either be, I think it's going to be the Gerhards, um, or I mean, or the Kansas City, or the Kansas City crew. It's it's one of those two. It's yeah. one posse. I don't know which one it's going to be. I gonna go with the Gerhards since he's a little bit closer related to those guys. Yeah. Um. So that's going to converge next episode for sure. Yeah. I I. I I don't doubt that. Um, and then Hank, Hank's probably going to get connected with the Gerhards pretty quick too because of that shoe. I was so worried he was going to get smoked tonight. I thought I was. I was actually hoping we were going to have a zero body count during that last scene because I was very nervous because Ted Danson. He's a little bit of a, one of the higher profile, in my opinion, uh, actors, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got offed right away. Mm, um, I don't want know, it. In, I don't want in it. In lieu of Kieran in Culkin. <laughs> I mean, I was really excited about Kieran Culkin. And he's not like a huge, you know, big name actor by any means, but everybody kind of knows him. Oh, yeah. And he was fun to have around. And then just like that, he was gone. So I was, I was worried that that was going to happen to us again with yeah. Hank Larson, Ted Danson's character. I don't doubt that that will inevitably happen uh, somewhere midway through the show. He's oh yeah, he's that, going to go down. That has to be something that helps shape future Lou. Yeah, exactly. I just don't. That's think it's probably possible. what makes him so disturbed about a little you know, bit all the Saint the or the Supals references from yeah. season one. Well, I can't wait for us to dig into all this and more on our full episode recap that we'll, we'll record Wednesday night and release right away late that night. So we hope that's working out for you guys. Uh, I know it's pushing us off by another another day or two, but um, we'll get there. We always do. And uh, we always Oh, we, do. we didn't even talk about the Indians. There's something going on with Indian stuff, too. There was the, mask, the Sioux Massacre I told you about, 
and then there's the statue of the Indian in the the meat shop. There's the sidekick, like a uh, helper Indian guy with the Gerhardt crew. And then if you notice off to the uh, left-hand side of the Waffle Hut, there's uh, some sort of Indian advertisement painted on the uh, barn. Or well, they are, building. you know, native to the land. Well, I understand that. I'm they just do saying exist, that, Bill. I know. I'm just saying there's <laughs> something There's something to that, I think, somewhere. But I don't know. I'd say this hot. It's like is, walking into a forest and being like, "Look at all these oak trees." Oh, look at the trees. Look at they got so, leaves there's and shit. Definitely something up with oak trees. God, you're some a, sort of symbolism you're a dick. going on. <laughs> so, other than that, the only other thing I can say is uh, for shameless plugging. Um, if you're enjoying this show, or if you're not, I guess feel free to hit us up on Twitter at at Fargo Talks Fargo or Facebook slash Fargo Talks Fargo. Um, and if you're downloading us via iTunes, um. Please uh, give us a star rating or a review. We would love to get some more feedback from people. Yeah. So other than that, only I'd say give this, us a uh, review though if if you like the show. Oh, I don't know. People can do it. <laughs> Man, this is America. Always room for improvement. Yes. So, uh, Sharpie, I'd say this hot dish is cooked. Hot dish is done, man. All right. Till uh, the next night. We'll see you folks then. All right. Peace out.